Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Patrick. How are you, buddy? Good. Beautiful. Tuesday, probably, for people? I hope so. If we get this thing posted, we'll be all good. It'll be Tuesday. Well, how are you? How was the weekend? Weekend was great. It's hard to decipher these weekends, especially on the heels of the 4th of July. It's like, I felt like there were a bunch of Fridays and Saturdays lately. But a lot of these days, like, they either feel like a Saturday or a Monday. Everything's a Monday or a Saturday. That's it. That depends on your mental well-being on that particular day and what you may have done the night before. Yeah, you're not lying. I've been so well-behaved lately. That a boy? Yeah, apparently I'm like, boring as shit yourself- by myself. It's when I'm around other people that I fly off the handle. Put yourself on probation? Yeah. Keep an eye on yourself? Solo Jimmy's like, I'll just have a water. You're so responsible, man. That's great. Weird, though. Like, when I'm not at home is when I decided to let loose. When I'm at home, I'm like, I got to keep things together. I think that's a sign of a uh, someone in control, man. Hmm. Could be. Probably not in this case, but whatever. How was uh, – did you get after it this we had weekend? Good, we had a good weekend. Uh, you know what? I actually been taking it fairly easy myself. I yeah. was um, had a few drinks on Saturday night. My parents came over and my sister's. My whole fam. It was fantastic. My dad's birthday is uh, this week. So happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday. That's great. 73. Wow. And we had a great night. We had a, we had a good time just hung in the yard and uh, just uh, caught up and told some funny stories. And it was cool. It was a good night. Great. Good for the soul. And it is. My How mom has uh, 65 uh, Tuesday, the day of this release. Oh, really? Yeah. That is great. Birthday this week. Oh, happy birthday to your mom. I don't know if that's, uh, I probably shouldn't have given her age, but you said it is. I don't know if that's as big as it used to be, right? 65 was like the one. Now I think it's, they keep taking it down a little bit. Was that like the social security number or something? It was like the retirement age, wasn't it? Retirement. Yeah. Unless you work for the city, which is, uh, 42. Is the retirement age, I believe. Full pension. Everything's awesome. That's when you that's when you start your new career. So you get a new job. <laughs> 42. Oh, that sounds great. Um, well, that's great, man. Yeah, my dad is uh the 14th. When's your mom's? The 14th. No, Jim, yeah. we're just discovering this on oh, air. We never talked about this. Do we, oh, we know each other? About our Bastille Day parents. <laughs> Is that what that is? Is tomorrow Bastille Day? It sure is. I have, yeah, my, I remember my dad had this long, drawn-out story when we were growing up. You know, I, I used to think my birthday was the 15th. You know, my mom was always telling me that it was you were born on the 15th, but they changed the clocks, and this whole change in the clock story. And then I got older, I realized we not, never change. We, no one changes the clocks in July. What <laughs> the hell is this BS backstory? I don't even know what Bastille Day is. Much less it's, this make-believe it's, thing that your dad's got going on. It's like the French 4th of July. Ah, okay. Sounds like something they'd talk about on The Crown. Um, I have, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. It's like Cinco de Mayo. Mm. It's like we don't really know what it is. We just know that it's that. But unlike Cinco de Mayo, do they celebrate this in France? Um, they do, I believe. Okay. Cinco de Mayo is not big in Mexico or France. Oh, true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Have you ever uh, 
have you ever called your dad to the carpet on this story? Oh yeah. We, we make fun of him every year about it for wasting all of our time, <laughs> Waste, wasting our youth on that story. Of course we do. When he comes up, I'll call him tomorrow and be like, happy birthday, supposedly. <laughs> Wait, check what time it is. <laughs> you had a good weekend as well? I did, man. I, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. I spent a lot of time on the bicycle, Pat. I am, I am buying into this culture. It's a weird change. I, uh, culture. Went, I rode for 25 miles yesterday. Get out of here. Uh, yeah. I then watched the uh, Lance Armstrong 30 for 30. Wow. Which was like three and a half hours long. It was my Vietnam, the documentary, not the war. But it is. You were able to sit through that? I mean, it it took me the whole week. I started Saturday night and went into Sunday night. 25 miles. Dude, you pack a water bottle for that? I got a couple. Dude, I have have upgraded my equipment. I've been like. Yeah, one of those helmets with the two. (laughs) <laughs> Two drinks on the side and just straws in your mouth? I wish. I saved those for the ballpark. I have a couple water bottles built onto my to my whip now, to my ride. I don't know what we oh, call you, a bike. My sled? That, my sleigh? You, what are we? Are you letting us behind the curtain now? Is that what they call it? The culture you've embraced? Your <laughs> I don't whip? Know. I don't know enough yet. Your whip and your water is what? Your nene? <laughs> Go. I, uh, How long does 25 miles take? Uh, about two hours. A little over wow. two hours. Yeah. I mean, it's a long dude. time though, dude. I am, uh, I'm where do you up end up here? Thankfully. So you go <laughs> all the way out to where? Uh, Aurora? I actually went out to a forest preserve in Warrenville. That's got, uh, it's called Blackwell. It's kind of the Warrenville Wheaton area. And, yeah. uh, they've got like a mountain over there. So I, they call it Mount Hoy. I don't really know if it's, I'm guessing it's like a trash mountain. So I that scaled like a- part of that. Sounds like a company owned by deviant conservatives. <laughs> Blackwell. <laughs> oh, Blackwell sure does. <laughs> For sure. So you go all the way out there? And yeah. then do you stop? I uh, ride around the area a little bit. No, I went straight through. But I, saw man, you post a, I saw you post a nature pick. You darn right that I was did. A, it was a beautiful pick. It was, was a like, solid Jim, pick. Jim had a gummy this morning. Uh, 8 a.m. <laughs> Boy was feeling good out there on the trail. <laughs> soaking in gym, soaking in nature. You kidding me? It was a blast. It was it was a lot of fun. And um, but man, I'm telling you, you start riding like that, and you're like, I've gotta get the right gear. I'm gonna have to get some padded jeans. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna have to get some padded Stop shorts. Get some padded gonna, jeans. I mean, you, you start riding for a couple hours, it starts to get uncomfy. Yeah, right. Especially when you got to come back home and watch that three-hour documentary. <laughs> you got to sit more. And how to how to are you start taking steroids too, dude? Not we quite start, yet. It's just did he start just, right away? Yeah, twenty-one. That's just the intro to blood doping. That's not that's not an instructional video. It just walks you through the process. There were a lot of uh, old memories brought up from me from that. Were you familiar with all that as it was going on, like the Tour de France and all of that? Kind of in my peripheral, like I knew he kept winning. Mm-hmm. I never, you know, it's kind of like I never really cared. But then I did find it pretty interesting. It's just like throw it on the pile of who can you believe? What can you believe? And sure. it was uh, kind of during that era. Absolutely. And he's a complicated case because at the same time, he also improved 
thousands of people's lives with cancer. You know what I'm saying? Like, and neither one of them excuses the other, but I mean, he's this interesting dichotomy of he did so much good with that foundation while at the same time being so shitty. Well, I mean, it's almost goes back to our Sopranos conversation when you yeah. justify your own behavior with other actions. I mean, what came first? Was he, did he already know in his heart of hearts that he was a fraud and then he started giving back? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of, you know, how she know. says to Tony, like coming to therapy makes, just justifies your sociopath. For sure. Behavior. Absolutely. But I mean, not it, that, not that he's a sociopath. I mean, I we don't know. You know you, right. It's, it's going on all around you. You're trying to keep an edge. You get caught up in it. A lot of great athletes have uh, succumbed to that. For sure. And he was the ringleader and, and the notoriously shitty dude. And I mean, and, but I mean, it's just a complex situation. You know what I mean? Like most people you realize it's not just black and white. Like there's a lot of gray area to this dude. Uh, do you know who Floyd Landis is? The guy yeah, who, the guy who kind of outed him. Uh, do you know who he rode for when he won the Tour de France and got stripped? Did he, was he riding for him? Uh, for the Phonak team. Oh, no kidding. No, I didn't know that. Which is the company I worked for then and then yeah. and now. And you're back there. Which is, so it was just very. So you're, you're implicated in this. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've been and doing now this you're biking. Time. Yeah. Um, but it's just a weird, like, because they kept showing him, because he won it that year in the, you know, in like for the Phonak team. But it's a they very weird thing. him in your cubicle. <laughs> doing my job better than me. But it's a very weird thing living around that company and riding my bike around here because there's a ton of people who have like Phonak, skin tight Lycra bicycling here in really? my neighborhood. Can you get that? I would rather not. I'm trying to find like a loose fitting bike jersey. They have like a, <laughs> it's like a big and tall men's shop. Like I don't just like a, does Jenko make bike gear? I don't know what to do here. Just get a new seat. You don't need to buy a new wardrobe. It's not going to do it. Can you get upgrade the seat at all, though? I have a memory foam seat already. I think that's all there is. I mean, it's from NASA. You've seen the commercials. <laughs> a memory foam. Every time you sit on it. You guys, <laughs> you remember my ass? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Every time I drop a bowling ball on one side of the seat, the wine on the other side doesn't move. <laughs> Hopefully you recall this. <laughs> From yesterday, do you ride every day though? If you do 25 miles on a Saturday, what are you doing on Sunday? Do you ride again? Sunday was 25 miles. Saturday I did about 15 because I got a flat. So I finally upgraded my tires. This is too much now. This is too much bike talk. Dude, you are not to be denied though. If you're doing 15, get a flat. And then the next day you're repaired and doing 25. You're in a good place. Yeah. The, most, the worst part though is walking the bike back home because i didn't have the proper equipment for the flat so for the third time now i do but for the third time in the last i got upgraded tires and stuff but yeah three times in the last month i've had to like walk a bike through a forest preserve which that feels like stole it off a kid on a smaller scale that just happened to me because i i go running a lot and i um was running the other night and a lot of times i'll take the kids but i just had jose with me this time Mm -hmm. so she'll ride along on the sidewalk while i'm running and she got a flat. Really? So I had to, um, we, we had to walk back and I had to carry her bike. And cause I did not have the equipment either. Couldn't patch it up. So, so what'd you do was, though? Uh, did you, we just, had, we just went back home and then put her bike away. And, and I just went for a run on my own. And you're like, well, you'll never <laughs> use this bike again. Yeah. Now I got to bring it in. 
Is that what you do? Oh man, I can do that now. I can probably patch it. Get your boy a tube. I'll come get you a new tube. I'll get you taken care of right now. Dude, I would go online. I would learn how to do that way before I had you come over and fix my daughter's bike. (laughs) I know you would. (laughs) I'd be like, no way. (laughs) I know I can do it. That happens. That happens enough with other big things. I have all these guys coming to the house to fix stuff. <laughs> and Joseph's just like, and what do you do? What are you capable of again? Jim Flanagan is fixing my bike. Is that correct? I'm like, I got a lot of five star notebooks around the house. I'm trying to fill those up. <laughs> Some new bits. So you've been on a running streak, huh? Yeah, I've been running a lot. I've been running uh, just about every day. Yeah, every day. I get out a few miles, and um, I'm kind of, like, addicted to it now. That's great. Loving it. I'm telling you, that foam roller changed my life. My you. recovery time is, like, I'm not, I don't get sore. I can just, like, stretch it out and go. And it just relieves stress, man. I feel like I'd be climbing up a wall if I wasn't. It's just, you know, with everything going on and. Everyone's got a lot on their minds these days. You got to have some outlet. So that's the one I've found. Sure. You listen to music when you ride? I do, man. Do you have you, like your own playlist? What do you use? I, uh, I'm an Apple Music guy. I create a playlist called Bicycling that has <laughs> nothing but rap music on it. You wrote the whole thing out. It doesn't say just bike. Mm-hmm. It says bi- bicycling. bicycling. Mm-hmm. That's great. All four syllables. I would name it Whip. <laughs> My whip, I don't know what the cool term is for a bike. Like for a car, there's so many. There's whip, there's ride, there's that's okay, there's two. You could still say anything, right? Your sleigh, sled. Sleigh. Yeah, slide. I don't know for a bike. My wheels with like glider. With, do I pronounce it with wheels? The Dude, I'm telling you, you, gotta go on Netflix and watch that uh breaking away. I'll check it out. Get, your, get yourself in a nature picture taking mood. Now that I'm immersed and, in the culture. <laughs> <laughs> and dive into that film. That is a film. Yeah, it counts as a cinema to you? Yeah, it is. That's a good one. I think it actually today when I was running, we should do a playlist. Because last night I was uh, looking up like 50 best running songs. Like okay. just looking up running songs, you click on like 50 best under like men's health. And I put a few of them on there. Some of them I heard of. A um, few I had not. Weak. Some of them are weak. Just not in the... I want to have like great songs. But after like a week, or two, you kind of need another playlist, you know, or I'll you shuffle it. I'll... Next song. Yeah. I got some of your, uh, your cuts on there. Lucky you. I got, uh, some, some Yeezy. I guess I got a presidential candidate. Oh, my, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. A guy running for president is on my playlist. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> who do you have? Who do you listen to when you run? You ever hear that song by, James Garfield. <laughs> you ever heard that song by Barack? <laughs> Got a couple of Walter Mondales out there, but just B sides, not the hits. <laughs> Walter Mondale. Yeah, the uh, putting on the Fritz. The um, <laughs> the uh, Rocky uh, soundtrack. I just went through some of those, like the like out of that whole saga. Those are always good to fire up for a little bit. Are they really? It's like, it's like so ridiculous. I, I, had a type to, I know. Hearts on fire. 
and I'm sticking my head in someone's sprinkler. I got my seven-year-old on a bike next to me, just trying to get home to cut strawberries. That's what worries me about this playlist is I'm going to be out in the middle of a ride and having a great time. And then suddenly like love is a battlefield is going to come on and I'm not going to be able to change it. Oh, you don't think I'm going to be able to put some good hits together? I'm in. I mean, I'll give it a go, but it, it, it does make me a little nervous. We I, could bring our listeners in. Out. They could. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are hit us up with some workout songs, bike ride songs, run songs, what motivates you? For what sure. fires you up? That's a good way to interact with these people. And we can make a playlist. Let's we can add the songs. Place. We'll do an all over the place playlist. Yeah, send Pat or I or the Instagram uh, some songs that you would like on the playlist. And uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, we can drop um, in a couple of tracks, just you and I. Like, come on, you can do it. <laughs> Why aren't you listening to our podcast right now? we'll make you run or what we should just change the podcast to be every eight Jim, every 30 seconds. We got to say something motivating. motivational. I want to talk to those people right now on a treadmill. Keep going. <laughs> We're going to talk for 30 more minutes. You don't need a cheat day. You're better. Dig than deep. Dig deep. Yeah, we should, um, get some padding for your butt. What do you listen to? Like, give me another song. Give me two or three songs that would come on. You're like, love it. I'm all hip hop, man. There's a, there's a Lloyd Banks song called start Em up. Ah, that. Oh yeah. No one in your family can listen to like, like <laughs> that's the thing. My part of the playlist is going to be very edited. So uh, you go, you're constant hip hop the whole time. Always. Yeah. I don't. Right. I right through Warrenville into mm-hmm. the forest preserve <laughs> around the beautiful six 30 in the morning. <laughs> Just 6.30 a.m., just me and Childish Gambino and <laughs> Meek Mill and Run the Jewels and Ray Shremmerd just having a nice little bike ride. Those are the lyrics, but the scene is like a John Denver video. <laughs> it's so great. Do you know the song Paper Planes by M.I.A.? I've heard that. It's great. Yes. And it's just, a, just an awesome, just a great beat, just fun to ride around to. One of the ones that I added today was that, uh, hey, look, Ma, I made it. And then there's an Arcade Fire song that was suggested that I liked. It's hey, like look. Run, in the, run in the Car or something. Oh, I've heard that. It's yeah. not that much of a like, fire up song. I mean, Rage Against the Machine has got a couple. If you really want to get going. Little Bulls on Parade. Sabotage is a good one. Oh, that's a classic. Rage is on the new uh, Run the Jewels album. I think I came around the corner on Sabotage today. I was like, let's go. Oh, man. Be happy no one was at that corner. I would have ran right through them. <laughs> I did watch a, a classic with my fam the other night. Maybe not the most appropriate for our kids, but um, Meet the Parents. Oh, we yeah. Were, we, we got a little selfish. Some of these kids, some of these kid movies just bore, the, bore you to death. Most of the, my kids are at an age where like a lot of this stuff just goes right over their head anyway. So some of the PG-13s you can... Uh, but dude, that scene when he knocks that urn off oh my of God. the mother's ashes, like, I mean, I've seen the movie a bunch, but probably saw it a bunch from 2000 to 2005. I had not seen that movie for over 10 years. Couldn't believe how old it looked. Some funny moments in that movie. Did it hold up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, that's a classic. 
Don't you think? I haven't seen it in a decade, at least either. But my favorite line from that movie will always be, I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> such a fan the best. <laughs> but right away, dude, it will cut you. That's what's fun about re, um, revisiting a movie like that, especially um, because you'll see right up top, one of the producers is Emo Phillips. Yeah. Emo was in that project because he was in the original Meet the Parents, which I didn't know until I got into um, stand-up and started meeting all these Chicago comics that were involved in that original movie. Do you remember that? You've heard of that story, right? I've heard that story. So there was a huge Chicago um, tie to it. Was it Greg Liena? Who... Yeah, Greg Liena, right. He wrote it and starred in it. I think he directed it. 1992, they made the movie on like a shoestring budget. Like a hundred thousand dollar budget, and it was black and white, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Was it? I feel like anything I've seen was in black and white, but I don't know if that's you know because you can't find it anywhere. Stars Emo Phillips, Greg Liana, I mean Mike Toomey, just John DeCoste. John DeCoste, yeah. I don't remember how I found. Maybe I found out about it from Toomey a long time ago. Do um, those guys have a copy of it? No one could find it. I've asked. Really? For, yeah, I've asked about it. Greg Liana has it. It might be ninety two pbs.com now i love it like no one then you just you type it in it's like oh hang on i'm watching it right now here it is (laughs) (laughs) nope this is just a director's commentary from him about the other movie oh yeah my bad i looked up this backstory thinking that we would talk about a little bit it was uh some of the stuff i had never heard it's really interesting they made the movie it got uh some solid reviews and then universal bought the rights to it originally jim carrey was tied to it so wow. jim carrey was going to be greg fokker in fact fokker is not part of the original meet the parents he didn't he did not have a last name in that movie so when they expanded the script they gave him the last name fokker well this says online that jim carrey improvised it he came up with it during a meeting about the really? movie so he's got um i mean so i just love fuck me I love little nuggets like that, you know, yeah. like the whole Fokker line in Meet the Parents, like Jim Carrey actually came up with that joke. That's... And you would never think of him with that one. No affiliation to it whatsoever. The original one, the original story, I think the da- they, like, daughter eventually like takes her own life and they blame it on the guy. Oh, man. Like that's, uh, that's how bad things were going for him. Harry Hickstein was in that original. Harry I saw Hickstein. his name on Wikipedia. Tony Boswell, just Chicago comics. Everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott May composed the music. I did a show with him maybe six months ago. He, uh, he's cool. a good friend of Mike Toomey still, and he did the music for a show we were doing. Yeah, that's really, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to see that. There's got to be a way to watch it. So fast forward to the 2001 that just was huge success. Made over $330 million. Um, couple of people that you would not recognize the first time, you know, when you saw it in uh, 2000, mm-hmm. but Judah Friedlander has got a little cameo in it. Yeah. Judah Friedlander. He buys um, the Nicorette from him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's got, he, he's got a great um, couple lines because um, you know, Greg, is trying to impress the parents, but they're at like a Rite Aid, you know? Uh-huh. But he's, he's like, what's the best bottle of champagne you got here? And he's like, 
We got some mums. It's $15.99 for bottle. And he's just like, no, I'm like, do you have like an 80 or $100 bottle? And he's just like, no, but you can get a bunch of mums. He's <laughs> <laughs> great. Also, um, we can tie this to comedy and Sopranos because this guy's a stand-up who is a regular in Sopranos. Oh, he He's was got in a cameo. Frank uh, Santarelli. Frank Santarelli, thank you. Yeah. He plays he... George at the Bing, mm-hmm. the bartender at Bada Bing. He's um he's like a a del- he delivers luggage. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not the right bag. Okay. He brings brings a bad bag. So I thought that was uh I thought that was funny. That's a good one to revisit. I would even watch uh the second one. I remember liking the the sequel with Dustin Hoffman and Babs. Meet the Fockers. Yeah. And then isn't there a third one? Isn't there Little Fockers? Meet the joke that Jim Carrey came up with. <laughs> so you think Jim Carrey just hates this? <laughs> yeah. Probably wants to get paid. I wonder if he gets credited for anything. I like Ben Stiller though. Ben Stiller has got a great the first time I ever saw Ben Stiller, he had a, made a sketch, like a short film. Um, I just saw it on SNL. It was a sketch for about um, The Color of Money. It was like a spoof on that. Uh-huh. Did you ever see this? No. So this is, um, it's The Color of Money, but he's Tom Cruise. He's like the hustler. He's going in places, but it's not, he's not shooting pool. He bowls. So he goes into bowling alleys. And the, um, the other guy who's in it is, uh, he's a Chicago guy too. Mahoney from, um, last name is Mahoney. What's his first name? He was in, um, Frazier. It's Frazier's dad. I don't he's know. Been in a ton of John stuff. Mahoney. It's John Mahoney. John Mahoney. Right. Great career that guy had, right? Absolutely. I think he's an eight men out I'm trying to place him in a couple other things, John Mahoney. So he's in the sketch. He's Paul Newman. It's Mahoney and, uh, Stiller. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. You got to check it out. He, he does a great Tom Cruise. Do you know John Mahoney is British? No. Why did I think he was a Chicago? Is he Steppenwolf? I don't know, but he was born in Blackpool, Lancashire, England. He was born in that forest preserve in Warrenville? <laughs> it's different. Blackwell? <laughs> Very close, though. Um, yeah, I don't know if he... Uh, he took acting classes at St. Oh, he... Um, yeah, Steppenwolf with John Malkovich. Good call. I didn't know he was British. Man, you, but you know, the moment he cleared, moved to Chicago, did you used to get like a newspaper or something? He cleared out that accent, huh? So many. I mean, to me, I don't care how great of an acting job you do. If you, if you fool me about your accent, I'm like, that guy's a good actor. He just talks like other people. That's acting. We got to clean out this who's from Chicago locker room. We really do. People have really bent the, you know, Who's actually from? I've always heard Chicago claim him. He's from England? I mean, he had a cup of coffee here. Um, He lost his English accent after he joined the U.S. Army. He received his Bachelor of Arts degree from Quincy College. Oh, that's a great way to tell you to to accept him completely. I know. I know. (laughs) You have to accept him as an American. He fought for the country. Absolutely. You piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back on board. <laughs> we can re- reinstate all status. I want to ask a question though. My sister sent me a thing, and it's um, 
a bunch of celebrities singing Sweet Home Chicago and Michael Keegan. Is it, you know, Key and Peele? Yeah. He was in. He was in it. Do you associate him with Chicago? I don't know the specifics of it, but um, just being a comic around here, I mean, there's a ton of photos of him with Chicago comics. Like, oh, it, I didn't realize it, it, that. Like a sketch in improv groups and shit. You know what I mean? So he did something. I don't know if he was Second City or IO. Um, but yeah, like he came up around here. There's pictures of a very young him, you know, doing improv and stuff around here. I didn't know that. That's cool. He, that, that dude is, he's pretty talented, huh? So funny. Um, so he's from Michigan originally and then came here. Yeah, I can't really Cut him. <laughs> can't really find his place. He, he lost his Michigan accent after he fought in the Chicago Army. We're going to red tag some lockers. <laughs> Come see the manager. Mm-hmm. You're not from Chicago. Okay. Get your stuff out. People love associating somebody with a place, don't they? They do. Do you find yourself asking that a lot when you hear someone's name or find out about someone? Where are they from? I don't know if I do as much because I grew up in suburbs. So it wasn't like as big of a, I mean, I still associated with Chicago, but I didn't really understand Chicago. So do you, you growing do you up in a city, I think it's big. Do you think it's silly at all? But it's also something that people love to profess too, right? Like athletes always putting like their area code sure. on their, um, or rep in their town. Ludacris Everybody had a loves. whole song about area codes. <laughs> he did. Ludacris appears on my running playlist. I believe and, it. Uh, DJ Khaled. All I do is win. Oh man! It's like you. I got you. Obviously, you don't compete in a lot of foot races. <laughs> All I do is win. I could picture DJ Khaled <laughs> losing at a lot of things, <laughs> including pleasing the misses. <laughs> oh man i am not explaining that one you can google that and click i'm feeling lucky <laughs> is that still a thing on google i think it is oh that's I great you, you're usually the researcher but has anyone ever done that i've never even thought about clicking that button i do it when i'm like feeling feel lucky no i don't ever do it so dude i'm having some buddies over tonight oh yeah yeah, I'm Who's excited this? about it. Who's this, this crew? Is, uh, this is my like high school and college buddies. Uh-oh. These are, these are my day ones, my OGs. <laughs> what time are your friends coming over to play? Um, what time are they coming? Well, the, I, I text their parents, and they shouldn't <laughs> be around. I'm just pacing the front window. <laughs> just going outside, looking down the street. Where are they? Sarah, do we have enough sandwiches? They're going to be here soon. We're having heavy appetizers. That's that what Sarah move? said. Sarah's, just tell them, just tell them we're going to have plenty. Just tell them we're having heavy, heavy appetizers. <laughs> so now I don't know if my buddies, like, what they're, what they're picturing. But these are great to do. You know, and Sarah does help so much, like, getting ready. Like, she thinks of stuff that I, and I have to act like I'm, I thought of it, you know? Right. Because I got. We got um, Tecates, Corona. We got some margaritas, some vodka. Like I'm making a spread, like a bar. Oh, yeah. She's, like it's uh, Bastille Day. She's, yeah. Kicking All it off, Mexican man. stuff. Mm-hmm. BD Eve. We're going to count it down. Because, <laughs> dude, it's already, it's already Bastille Day in France. Oh, man. You drink until you surrender. 
this morning at like 10 a.m. I was like, can I have a beer? And I was like, it's Bastille Day somewhere. <laughs> Sarah's like, you're going you're gonna to cut some limes? I'm like, yeah, yes. I'm going to do that. Right? When I get back, yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to do this podcast. I'm cut, of course I'm cutting limes. I'm like, okay, that one would have slipped by me. And then we're like, hey, do we have limes? <laughs> she is a good host. Like the other night with my dad's birthday, like she's just like, she's on the ball with that stuff and she, i need help in that department she's, she's making awesome. cookies for these guys i was asking if you knew about these do you ever have like the um so there's no good name for these things our family we call them hanky pankies some people call them shit on a shingle you ever heard of either of these i feel like i've heard of them but i couldn't describe them to you it's what it is is it's ground beef and pork sausage like breakfast sausage Okay. You cook it together, cook it together, drain the fat, and then it's a jar of cheese whiz. A little, uh, like, season it with Worcester sauce and uh, oregano. Dude, they're insane. You, Wait, put them on cocktail, you put them on cocktail rye, and then you just heat them up. You never had these? Oh, my God. No. Oh, this is like, a, we made these a ton growing up. I, th I thought they were kind of universal, like a spinach dip or, you know, like... Uh, it's a popular appetizer. It's, it's sure. in the Hall of Fame of appetizers, I would think. And the, it's in the heavy aisle, the heavy appetizer branch of the, uh, of the hall. Your buddy anyway, are like heavy apps. I hope there's shit on a shingle there. <laughs> I hate, I love these things, but I hate the name. So Sarah and I always call them HPs because we, hate, we hated saying hanky panky. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the other one you can't say in front of your kids. Mm -mm. So I was thinking i gotta rename them i think for the kids you should put them on pringles instead and call it poop on a pringle poop on a pringle <laughs> that way you can be pc the pringle could never Electric. hold the weight you don't think so it takes it needs that cocktail rye you need a more sturdy foundation i'm not a rye so yeah, you, you put them on the cocktail dude neither am i i don't i don't like rye bread all right but i'll have them with a i'll have it with a patty melt put a little shingle on there and this is in the patty melt family a little bit. It really is. This is like, yeah, this is the point. This could be a sandwich. I have always thought that this could actually be a sandwich. Like if I ever had like my own place, uh -huh. like have a uh, couple signature sandwiches on there, this could be one. Or at least like just do something else with the meat. You don't necessarily have to put it on that. But you, sure. you put it on the cocktail rye, put it under the broiler. So you toast up the rye. Oh, dude, this stuff is legit. That sounds awesome. You could take these on a, one of your bike rides. <laughs> Popping those while you're listening to. Is he okay? Well, he was at his third pork sausage <laughs> cheese whiz combo. <laughs> he just stopped moving forward. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Little Hurts. I'm going to call him Little Hurts. Little Hurts? There you go. I like that a lot. I was trying to think what you'd call him in your restaurant. Hanky Patties? I don't know what you. <laughs> Hanky Patties. Hanky on a shingle. There you go. I never wanted to be called Patty. My dad was called Patty, I guess, growing up a little bit. Was it D? And uh, yeah, I would guess, yeah, if you if you wrote it out. But I don't I don't think he ever like called himself Patty or wrote it down. Patty. Patty seventy three now. But yeah, I was um, always Patrick. Nobody called me Pat. Really? I was I was Patrick. Like all my that's what my my family calls me. My buddies call me Pat tonight. Okay. My day ones. 
day one. So I, I, so, do you like have a group text about tonight? Just called it day one. I heard somebody say that, and I love it. He's like, "What's up, day ones? We're gonna have hanky pankies tonight." Yeah, man. There's nothing like those buddies, right? And you just you resort. You you do kind of like devolve a little bit when you're with those people. Entirely. I don't know about you, but I do. Entirely. Um, it'll be healthy. It'll be good. Yeah, man. Those are the friends that like no one makes it out alive. If if your text thread ever gets <laughs> picked up by the police, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like you yeah. know people for way too long. Like everyone's dirt is in the open between this group. Cancel everyone. <laughs> no one gets another season. <laughs> you are CXL'd. <laughs> I was going to ask you though, like, do you have like a go-to app that you make? Or like a, uh, if you got to bring a dish, what do you, yeah. you do you pick something you, up? What are you, who are you talking to here? No. Yeah. I have a, I have a couple of go-tos. My favorite is like a cheesy bacon dip. Ooh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's mostly cheese, bacon, and cream cheese in a pan <laughs> that you brown and then you toss on Ritz crackers. <laughs> I mean, everything's got cream cheese in it. It's inc- and it's never bad. Like, oh like, yeah, well, I undercooked it. Yeah, it's still bacon and cheese that's warmed up. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I overcooked it. It's still okay. You know, it's okay. never been bad. I love when people get into the apps and you can just like, I love discovering a new one. Sarah brought in this uh, sausage cream cheese rotel tomato dip into the rotation. Wow, it's really solid. None of it's healthy. None of it that you really love. You're never excited to be like, oh, you brought a veggie tray. Fantastic. Put that somewhere where it's going to completely dry out and we'll toss it tonight. <laughs> I've seen a lot of dehydrated carrots in my day. <laughs> they show up to the party all like, look who's here. <laughs> no one brings them home. <laughs> they just stay They're just ignored. Look who's dying here. <laughs> no one's asking you to dance. Some of them are trendy though, right? Remember like the, the, you used to always see the spinach dip in the Hawaiian bread bowl, like the huge loaf and you just grab a piece, like Mm -hmm. just shred that bread up and it just be peppers like a volcano, like it exploded. All the bread exploded and it was just (laughs) like the circumference of the, you just dig in there. But then like when people started going low carb, you started seeing that less and less. It's kind of like became like a little bit of a nineties ad. They really started moving away from a lot of that stuff into the more uh, more veggie and fruit based. Remember, like the bacon and water chestnut, the wrap wrap around. That's a, that was a popular one. Always a solid move. Was that dates? Was that I mean? Oh yeah, was, was it like bacon wrap dates? Maybe the water chestnut's a different one. There's a couple. I mean, if you put bacon on it, it's going to be okay. So yeah, much. Right. Stuff. I mean, like asparagus is fine now. People love asparagus. I do. You know, I love grit. All they have to do to make asparagus taste good is cover it in oil. Uh, surround it with bacon and other good things and then deep fry it. My uncle makes a great thing, asparagus, and he wraps like, uh, I think it's mozzarella, a little mozzarella, and then um, prosciutto. Oh, yeah? And prosciutto around it. That's nice. It's legit. Prosciutto? Gabagool? (laughs) Would you ever have the guts? I've always wanted to order some gabagool. We have a couple of great Italian um delis in our neighborhood like old school like we got this place calabria you walk in and they got the it's i think it's capicoli right is that what they're saying capicola is I that how you so. say it i think it's and they call it, i don't know 
Gabagool. And every time I see it, I'm like, I don't even know what it tastes like. I'm sure I've had it in like a bunch of other things. Uh-huh. But I've always wanted to be like, give me a, give me a half a pound of Gabagool. <laughs> is that? I mean, I might throw it out as I leave, but I just want to say that. <laughs> Do you have the guts to? He's like, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mike Toomey joke. Um, <laughs> but when you order it, you got to put your, uh, remember when Christopher puts a thing in the scale? Oh, so yeah. Weigh as much. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I was going to do that too. I'll have a pound of chicken salad and then just put my finger in there. They're like, oh, this is weird. It's $2. <laughs> It's like my blue heaven when he uh, takes the price gun. Remember price guns? I mean, I grew Ew. up seeing that. You see people in the aisle and just <laughs> scan them and putting the <laughs> Steve Martin grabs a price gun and just like all the stakes, like 45 cents and just <laughs> buys them out. <laughs> Lady scanning like 30 T-bones. She's like, that'll be $17. That's awesome. Did you ever that price gun? And I remember we had this gas station that's uh, still here in our neighborhood, still full service. You cannot pump your own gas there. And they had the the, the change thing on their on their belt, so you oh, pay man. cash. And like, and some of the guys were like pros, like so quick, like mad, like. I used to love watching my dad pay for gas and get the change back. Just watch those dudes. Hell People yeah! Walk out. They they sold the cigarettes in the parking lot. They just had like stands the cigarette stands right next to the gas station oh like shit. let's put <laughs> right. some fireworks we probably move some fireworks here too <laughs> we should probably put the the refills for your grill the <laughs> propane on there as well really better <laughs> put a sign like walk 10 feet before you light up your purchase <laughs> but yeah those guys with the uh the change things i used to wear one of those every weekend as a kid not like for fun. Let me make that clear. I used to like help my grandparents at flea markets every weekend over the summer. Get out of here. Really? Oh man. I had, I had that on my fanny pack. The fanny pack had the bills and uh, yeah. How have I never heard this? This is really? gotta be, in, this is a bit, this is a story. This no is, man. And I just, you had, worked at a flea market. I mean, they would, we would like go to different towns every weekend to their flea market and uh, we'd sell shit. What were you selling? All kinds of stuff. So my grandparents would do two things. They would sell at flea markets and craft sales. But whenever we were at a craft sale, we could only sell, sell stuff that either you made or my grandparents could pretend that they made. Wow. <laughs> it was much more likely. I mean, people would come up and be like, did you guys really make these wind chimes? My grandma would be like, yeah. You want me to watch me do it? I'll make one right now. <laughs> and she'd like, she always had one that was like ready to be made. Because everyone knew what she was doing. It was, it was completely against the rules. You and, made this blender. <laughs> it's totally that type of shit. What was your grandma's name? Virginia. And she'd be Virginia. like, yeah. This toaster. You made, yeah, it's a Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's called a... She'd take out a wrench. Her own label on there. Back to, the, back to the basics and build it back up. That's what she'd do. Oh, man, that's great. They were hustling, man. So I you were had, right there. You, this is where you picked up this work ethic, Jim. I was, I was change guy. I loved had, and just clink, 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 clink. I knew, I knew what I was doing, man. Did Fast you already love it? draw in the West. <laughs> in the West suburbs? West <laughs> did, you, did you already have um, like a, I don't know if people know this about you, but Jim loves numbers. He's a really good with numbers, like I, a math whiz. I, did you already have that skill set then? Or do you think this like, contributed to to that 
I'm thinking they worked hand in hand. I'm thinking it was, you know, steel, is that why you were picked? Steel. Is that why you were picked as the prodigy grandchild? Like it wasn't a prodigy. It was I would work twelve hours for fifteen dollars. It was uh, it was more of a financial decision. This kid can count, and he's cheap labor. You can't bring Mikey. Mikey can't count or shit. He's gonna <laughs> wander around the flea market. Well, we could pay him less. He'd never know the difference. But other than that. <laughs> You had that skill set, man. I would have gotten out of it. I'm sorry. No, I would. So I also I I sold my baseball cards at the flea markets, not the craft sales. I would sell baseball cards there. Really? Yeah. It was and that went that real went into your other. That went to the right hand. Cards. <laughs> you had two change things. One's one for the fam. <laughs> one for one for your side hustle. I knew how to keep them separated. Two holsters. Oh, that's cool, man. Is it? You must have met, no. some, met some people then. Oh yeah. When you're 12, that's who you should be making friends with. They're the people who frequent flea markets. And <laughs> <laughs> we'd have like gloves for 30 cents and there'd be people like, how, how about a quarter? And I'd be like, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> Talking you down. They, it didn't matter what the price was. If it was a nickel, they wanted a, they wanted a penny back. They wanted to try and give you four cents for it just to like win a deal. Yeah. And it was like, Any- none of us are winning. <laughs> Any particular moment to stand out? Like anyone you met or was there anything, any, any shady stuff going on? It was a guy, I had a box of comic books and there was a guy who was like, I'll give you a hundred dollars for all of them. Ooh. I mean, I was 11 and this was probably a couple of years worth of collecting, but that's a hundred dollars. And you know, we were pretty poor and I was 11 and I was like, we're worth at least 200. And then it like, it was like, Thursday, you know, and then Sunday at the end of the day, he came back and he was like 200 it is. Really? But I mean, he came back, he wanted it and, you know, he drove back. But I mean, but I was like, I was a kid and there were grown adults who would gladly fuck me over given the opportunity. Like they had no problem <laughs> right. ripping off a child. That's good. You stood your ground though. Oh, I bet. Yeah. There's everyone's got a, got an angle, especially a place like that. You got some, but that's, that is funny too. Like to, to really have that much of an angle for stuff that might not even be that valuable. I know, man. But that is, that is us. That's, that's what I kind of wanted to ask earlier about like Lance Armstrong. Like, do you think that that was in him from like the beginning or he just, and do you think that that was like reflective of where the world is or have people always cheated? Like, did everyone was cheating when Babe Ruth was playing? Everybody was cheating. They say really at every time, right? It's yeah. just, I don't know that any of it makes it okay, but you're talking about people who are the most driven at what they're doing, right? And who work the hardest and are the best at it. And I mean, who is anyone can justify it? Well, they're doing this. I need to do it too, you know? No one knows who the first person to do it is. I mean, it's it, it, you can justify anything to yourself. We talked about that at the beginning. I don't know that Lance felt like he was doing anything that wrong when it started, but then it spiraled so big where he was like, well, shit, now I can't, you know, now I've got to stick with this life forever. Yeah. I feel like that's... Um... The, more, the older I get, the older, the more I feel like nice guys finish last. Do you really think so? Not in every realm. It sounds so cynical, right? I think that they, um, 
it's not, and I don't say that as I'm like stepping on someone's throat either. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes like there's opportunities for people to do that. And, and I think you're more at peace if you don't and you have like, you're much better off and you're in a better place. But like, I've worked for some people and been in part of organizations where like the people at the top are just completely empty. Oh, for sure. I think some of you has to be empty to get to that point. But again, I mean, then how far do they fall? Sometimes they're able to get through it. And, but other times they're going to, you know, they're going to be hit the hardest when shit goes bad. Right. Is Lance in this thing? Is he contrite? Like, is he, he's, in this thing. Thing. he's a huge part of it. It's all about him. He, did he produce um, it? He money it? Did he pay for it? I don't know that he moneyed it, but I would, I saw some, personally, I saw some real um, similarities between this and the last dance and that, it, you know, this yeah. was, I mean, not in the same, not to the same extent, like this was more critical of Lance than that was, but you could tell that a lot of the framing of this was Lance wants to tell his story, but his reason for telling his story is framing other people's opinions of what happened. Sure. You know what I mean? Like he wants to get, but very little was contrite. I mean, I didn't realize, you know, he sued the shit out of people and, and won. And then, I mean, none of this had to happen if he hadn't tried to come back in 2009 one more time. That's the thing. Like he had already won way more than anyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. He just had to win again. And, and he again, had been like, retired for three years, though. And it was, I mean, all you do was shut up. And then after three years off, he tried to come back and, you know, like join a new team and they create a new team. And then Floyd Landis was like, all right, I took my hit. You know, I took all the, the wrath of what happened. I want to come back too. put me in on this. And they said no. And the team manager said he was just, you know, so tarnished. There's no way you can take him. But he was pissed. So he just delivered a tell all. Start sending out emails. Wow. It's, I mean, it's interesting. Happened. It's really, yeah, because, but if he had not come back at all, none of this would have gotten uncovered. It was an angry ex. Mm-hmm. Man. Old Floyd. That's, that's interesting. How many hours does he say? Three hours? Uh, yeah, it's two episodes. The first one's like an hour and a half. One of them's like an hour and a half. One of them's almost two hours. It's a lot. It's aggressive. Yeah, there's no way I can watch Vietnam. <laughs> more than ever dude more than ever check it out that's where we're at again i believe it all We've right been there since it. then yeah i gotta go i gotta are your I friends gotta, coming over you gotta make some are you making gift bags no no gift bags no we're no we're gonna um just because of the of corona sure okay that makes sense but i drew them all a picture and i scanned it and i'm gonna send it to them oh good that'll be nice Good. All right, man. We're, we're making, we're going to make some uh, crafts, Jim. What are you trying to say? I'm just trying to ask some fun with my friends. I know. I'm just asking, like, what kind of activities just... you guys have planned. Do you guys <laughs> still have any of those uh, unicorns to paint left over from Joe's birthday? <laughs> uh, this is just going to be, I hope this is all over the song. The, the <laughs> outro song is just you dealing on me. Uh, sorry, I that, sorry that I didn't invite you. I'm sorry I didn't invite you. Okay. That's all I care about. Go ride your bike. I hope you and your friends have a nice time. I'll be by myself by a mountain. Who's a real little kid? Go ride a bike. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Jim. Bye, everyone.